Our scripture this morning again comes from my favorite gospel, the Gospel of John. And I chose this morning instead of a chunk of scripture to read to you, to share with you just one small voice that I think says it all. And that's John's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of God's word. Let us pray. Father, again, remind us that your son Jesus truly is the bread for our life. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Food, glorious food. Don't you love food? <laughs> Unfortunately for some of us, food can sometimes be a curse. Now, I can look at a perfectly healthy apple and my pants begin to shrink. <laughs> but then there are others among us and that we know who can eat anything they wanted. Steak, pizza, hamburgers, cake with custard. And they never gain an ounce. They never gain an ounce. But the real bottom line is we all need to eat. We all need to eat. And, and I say this regularly, and if you've ever had occasion to eat with you, I, I relish, I enjoy eating. I enjoy food. I enjoy cooking food. I love food. And it seems like the older I get, the, the more I find myself going through my house, my freezers, my refrigerators, looking for something to eat. Have you ever done that? <laughs> Have you ever gone to the refrigerator, the refrigerator, and looked inside and it was full? to overflowing with all kinds of food. But nothing quite there that suits your fancy for the moment. So you close the door back, and maybe 30 minutes or so later, you make another trip back to the refrigerator, hoping somewhere in your brain that that there was something that you overlooked that would just be amazing to eat. Or perhaps somebody slipped into your house while you weren't looking and put a big old piece of Chicago-style pizza in your refrigerator. Or you open the freezer and there is a root beer float that you had picked up two or three days later 
that you open the door to find. And I know that now as you're sitting here thinking about food, that there's probably about to be a mad rush to the fellowship hall to see what is back there for our fellowship time. But I want to encourage you to wait, to really wait, please. <laughs> I hope that you all know that this message is not about being on a scavenger hunt for food. As we go back to our scripture this morning, the people from John's gospel up to this point have seen and heard a whole lot about Jesus. They had either been a part of the crowds as he came and he performed miracles, or they heard the gossip at the local well about all that he had been doing. Just prior to our verse here in 35, Jesus has fed a multitude. He's fed 5,000 people. Amazing. Considering he only used a piece of bread and a fish. But he had also, after that, had gotten wind of a group of people that was a part of that crowd that were so enamored by what he had done that they wanted to make him the rightful king. The rightful earthly king, if you will. Wanting to get away from those people and that kind of thinking as quickly as possible, Jesus goes ahead and he sends his disciples across the lake, waiting to join them later on in the boat. And if you know the story, you know that later on involved a huge storm and Jesus walking on the water to get out to that boat. When the people saw that Jesus and the disciples were gone, they went after them. They went after them. These people wanted to find Jesus in part because he had fed them the day before. Now, sometimes we can be a lot like those people, can't we? These people weren't bad people. They were hungry people. They were hungry people. They wanted more, but they just didn't know at that point what they were after what they were after. And sadly enough, not much has changed in the thousands of years that have followed. People are still looking for a quick fix for their needs. The people had come looking for Jesus not because they wanted to get to know him better, or because they truly believed that he was the Messiah that had been promised, Be, but because he had fed their physical bodies, their physical bodies. He took care of their needs 
in the moment. We too have this hunger. As Blaise Pascal said in the late 1600s, and I think this is very telling, we all have a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of each man that cannot be satisfied by any created thing, but only by God the Creator, made known through Jesus Christ. If you want to follow the science, what oxygen is to the body, the bread of life is to the soul. I tend to believe that there are many amongst us everywhere who are suffocating and starving and they don't even know it. And the answer is right there before us. You know, those of us who have been Christians for a while think we have this Jesus thing figured out, don't we? And I don't know about you, though, but every week I find out that I know less and less about this man, Jesus. And I desire and I want to know more and more about who he is. Jesus is offering us life. He's offering us life. Yet we are so busy trying to run around satisfying our own needs and our own appetites that we miss that point. True life is waiting for us, standing before us, if only we would accept the offer, the gift that Jesus has for us. Jesus has a message that all of us need to hear. But not only to hear, but to take in and take action upon. He invites us to seek the food that endures that goes on for eternal life. A bread that satisfies our deepest hungers. The hunger for relationships. The hungers for loved, to be loved, to be able to love. to give us something other than ourselves to look to. To be able to feed the world, if you will, and heal the sick. To care for the brokenhearted. Jesus is the source of spiritual satisfaction of man's greatest hunger, the hunger that knows and gnaws within our very being. Jesus truly
truly is the bread for life. As we move and continue to go into our Holy Communion part of this service, I wanted to share a word with you from Henry Nowen. And I thought it spoke so eloquently of where we are right now. Something very deep and mysterious, very holy and sacred, is taking place in our lives right where we are. And the more attentive we become, the more we will begin to see it and to hear it, the more our spiritual sensitivities rise to the surface of our daily lives, the more we will discover, uncover, a brand new presence in each of our lives. May those words hang with us as we come together to share in this meal of Holy Communion. 